In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, St. Petersburg. No, good morning, Cleveland. I'm actually in Russia at the moment, but I'm here with a very special guest. It's 4.30 in the morning in Russia, but I'm here with John Doss. John, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. I'm just I'm trying to put away some Popeyes right now, so I know it's 4.30 in the morning your time. I'm getting ready for the, uh, the 11 o'clock show here in Cleveland. Excellent. You're the, you're the sports anchor of WEWS, and you're the host of the Emmy-winning Browns Countdown. How does that feel, John? Uh, it was good, man. This is a show that, uh, that we care a lot about. I think this, this franchise in total is one that is on the rise around the NFL. And I think that uh, to have a pregame show that, that aligns with that, that is also on the right trajectory, is really important. I think we do a lot of great stuff with it. We have a lot of fun with it. And uh, it was nice to be honored with that this year. Excellent. And uh, you're at camp today. Any um, highlights you saw from camp today? Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like finally the offense is maybe catching up to the defense a little bit. Every year this is like this, no matter what team, what camp scenario, the defense is always ahead of the offense. It's just the way it goes. Uh, today it finally felt like the offense is catching up, which is what everybody wants to see because this Browns defense is going to be really improved this year. I think going to be a top 10 defense. But still, everybody at camp, you know what they want. They want to see Baker. They want to see o- Odell. They want to see Landry. They want to see the offense play up to potential. And I think they're finally starting to do that uh, eight days into camp. Mate, I've been drinking loads today. I haven't been following the camp like I have. Who's, who showed up for the, who showed up for the uh, D-line today? Was, there, um, was uh, Richardson back? Yeah, Richardson was there. Um, yeah, man, the, the defensive line... <laughs> That's one of those things that, you know, with the addition of Odell, and that's kind of been so much of a focal point of all the stories that have been told so far in training camp, we're kind of forgetting the additions that they made on that defensive line between Sheldon Richardson, Olivier Vernon, to pair with Miles Garrett and Larry Ogunjobi. When you talk about best units in the NFL, this may be one of the best front four in all of football this year. And I do feel like we're not giving them enough dues here in the first week of training camp, but that's just kind of how it goes. And was uh, Olivier back from his injury? Olivier Vernon was not there today. Okay. Who was um, replacing him today? Do you know? Um, I think it's like training camp when somebody's down, at least from my perspective. No, I do not pay all that much attention. To <laughs> no, okay, I wasn't sure if Christmas stepped up or... Avery was back, or uh, anyone? Avery's but been out there. He, he was out. He was back out there again. Yeah, but you know, Avery is uh, Avery's one of these guys that, depending on the the scheme, he's in different places at different times. Avery is Avery's going to be an interesting guy to watch this year. He's one of those Swiss Army knife type of front seven, front eight players. It's going to be really interesting to see how Steve Wilkes utilizes him this year. 
Yeah. And um, uh, Blake Jackson got cut today, which uh, I hear he's got a bit of an injury that um, enforced him to be cut there. I thought he was a major contender to maybe potentially yeah. roster. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting now because we're pretty sure, right, that we know who those first four are going to be between Beckham, Landry, uh, Callaway, and Higgins. And there's quite a battle brewing for those last two spots. And uh, Jackson was a guy that, that was playing into that battle. And that's kind of the difficult thing about injuries in training camp to guys that are on that cut line. It's, it's like Damian Ratley. You know, Ratley kind of moves into that situation where – this should make him feel a little bit more comfortable, but this is a guy who we haven't seen in a week. He's, he's not practiced since, I believe, the first practice. So those guys in the cut line, when they suffer injuries like this, they got no shot. So you hate to see that, but there's still a good battle brewing there the last couple of receiver positions. Man, Derek Willies looks really, really good. And I, I'm going to say right now he's locked up the spot on the team. Yeah, okay. And uh, uh, just help me out. Uh, Ratley, was he uh, training today? No, Ratley hasn't, uh, Ratley hasn't been out there since first training camp practice. So he missed the last seven days. There's six, there's six wide receivers that could take, potentially take this wide receiver number six position. Yeah. Yeah, and I still think Ratley – is going to be the guy ultimately because he also gives them a lot on special teams, but it's tough, man. It, training camp is only so long. I know it says on paper, it basically spans four weeks, but there's not four weeks worth of practices and he's already missed seven of them. Well, six of them, I guess they had Monday off. Uh, that's a huge sample size. That is a major missed opportunity on his part to show that he b belongs there. But I do still think he's clinging to that last spot. I did a little bit of prep before the show, and I heard that... Um, By Matt, prep, you mean taking a couple of shots? John, the way I prep is my business. Not <laughs> um, no, I, I do a little bit of research, and I heard that Mac uh, Wilson had a good um, training camp today. Yeah, yeah, Mac Wilson. Man, again, you look at the linebacking core, and it's like a lot of the positions on this team. There's a lot of talent, and you almost... You don't want to say too much talent, because you can never have too much talent. But it's going to be interesting finding a place for all of these guys. Both Mac Wilson and Sione Takitaki have had really good camps. And Takitaki, the third-round pick, Mac Wilson was a steal in the fifth round. These are guys that could jump in and play right away if there weren't a couple of entrenched Ironman starters in Joe Schobert and Christian Kirksey. But these guys will be on the field. Uh, I think first in, in, in the special teams game, but I think these guys are going to play their way onto the, uh, onto the defense. And, um, yeah, what about, like, uh, Ray Ray Armstrong and um, who's the other guy? We signed another guy, um, another linebacker we signed. I've forgotten his name. Um, it'll come to me in two secs. Do you, think, do you think they're guaranteed to come on, like, with the first team? Or you think they're going to be brought in general, uh, gently throughout the season? Which one's the rookies or Ray yeah, Ray? the rookies. Yeah, I think the rookies, as it stands right now, I think they've been playing really, really well. I don't know that right now they're playing into a starting role. Now, that may be something that, that comes over the course of the season. Uh, but I, I don't believe that come week one when, uh, when the Browns host Tennessee here, I don't know that those either Taki Taki or Wilson are going to be in the starting lineup. But I'll say this, they both look like they're going to be players. And a lot of things, look, 
athleticism is one thing, and they may be very good, and they may be on the caliber of these other guys athletically, but they're also still both rookies. And there's a lot that comes with that linebacking position that you got to tackle before you're playing all those minutes, right? It's not just about athleticism. So I think these guys will be on the field, and I think they'll be on the field a lot over the, uh, the next few years, but it's going to take a little time. The guy I was thinking of was Adrius uh, Taylor, special team guy. But um, I, I know he's brought in to support the linebacker room, but I was interested to know, are these guys going to be able to push forward ahead of this guy? Ahead of which one? Uh, Adrius Taylor. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so eventually. I think so eventually, although um, if Taylor's just a special teams guy. I got to be honest with you. I mean, he's just brought in here. I don't know a ton about him. But uh, no, I think Wilson and Takitaki are positioning themselves very, very well right now. I don't know if that means they're going to be playing immediately, but they're positioning themselves very well. Did we see any kicking today at all? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Don't tell me. Please don't tell me. <laughs> no, look, uh, Joseph continues to be good in team situations. Okay. Um, it doesn't make every kick, but in team situations, he's, he's been good. Seibert is not going to be on this, on this team very much longer. How bad was he today? About as bad as he's been. He's not – I mean, look, I, I think the number I saw – really, I mean, maybe it just feels worse because some of the kicks that he misses, he misses really badly. I, I think the number that I saw today, I, I think he's 16 of 21 maybe. I think Joseph was 21 of 21 in team scenarios and uh, Seibert was 16 of 21. So it's not atrocious. It's not good. But for a rookie, I would say that right now he is he was seriously trailing in this kicking battle. Obviously, what happens the first few games of the preseason uh, will determine stuff. I think those guys are going to get a lot of kicks. Man, I'll tell you this. They might be kicking on third down because they need to see these guys, what they can do out there on the field because that's – Paul, that's a big problem. You, you've lined up a bunch of Maseratis right now, okay? But you know in the NFL, the kicker can cost you three or four games if you've got a really bad one. We saw it last year, right? Pittsburgh, Oakland, New Orleans. Those are games the Browns should have won, but a kicker cost them. And that kicker, Zane Gonzalez, is no longer on this team. But you cannot position yourself with this much talent around Baker Mayfield and not go in with a decent kicker. John, what do you think the solution is then? Do you think we need to – um, get a, another body in for training camp or? I don't think Phil Dawson should retire. <laughs> I would take 44-year-old Phil Dawson right now over either of these guys. And I'm not trying to bash these guys, but I, I do think Joseph has come quite a ways from where he was when they signed him in the season last year. And I'm hoping in the preseason he shows that he can be that consistent guy. I just don't know that there's any confidence from anybody in that locker room right now on the kicker. And that includes Freddie Kitchens. I mean, we ask Freddie about the kicking situation almost every day. And Freddie being Freddie, you know, we continue, we need to get better, whatever. Nobody's happy with this situation. Uh, I don't know who's available out there right now, but I would seriously be kicking the tires on whoever is. And um, how are you finding the press conferences with uh, Freddie Kitchen? The way I... I described it. So I covered the Bills when Rex Ryan was there for a couple of years. And with Rex Ryan, the press conference was a show, right? He was a showman. You knew it. But halfway through the season, when they had a losing record, it got old. 
and you just wanted to say, shut up and coach the team, okay? Freddie's press conferences are a show, but in a different way. Freddie's not trying to be anything. He's not trying to be funny. He's not trying to be quirky. He's just being Freddie. He makes jokes here and there. He goes back and forth with Tony Grossi. It's, it's fun. This is a guy, I wasn't so sure immediately whether this was all real, but this is a guy that feels very, very real. And I respect that about him. And he's a first-year head coach. I don't know if this is going to be the case always, right? Because eventually he's going to learn and that guard is going to go up at some point. But this feels like about as honest a guy that I've ever seen at a, at a head coach press conference. All right, John. And John, tell us, what's your plans for the season? Anything big you're doing um, with, your, with your show this year? Yeah, I mean, we, we try to back up that Emmy. Uh, we will have, I imagine, Joe Thomas on a lot with us again this year, although Joe's doing the, th the Thursday night football stuff, but we had him on virtually every home game that we had uh, here this year. We'd like to continue doing that. We got Gerard Cherry and obviously uh, the legend Hanford Dixon on the show with us again, but we also are the home of the preseason. So if you're out there and you're uh, wanting to catch the preseason, there's only one place to do it that's here on News 5. We'll have you covered for pre- and post-game show and Looking forward to what we hope is the biggest season for this franchise in a long, long time. John, I, I, you get my full support on that. I think this is going to be our biggest year. I'm going with 10 and 6. What are you going to go with? It, to me, it depends on the kicker. To be honest, it, it really does. I think this is a team with the talent of a 12-win season. That's what I think. Uh, the first six weeks of the season are tough. The rest of the season is, is fairly favorable. The first six weeks are tough. I think if they get through the first six weeks, four and two, we're looking at a 12-win season. Excellent. Well, John, I just want to say thank you so much for all your time. John, where can people find your details? They can go to uh, news5cleveland.com. They can also uh, find me on Twitter at John Doss. Excellent, John. And uh, I'm out for the Titans game. Maybe I'll see you out in Cleveland. We'll be there on the sideline, man. Come find me. I really, I really do enjoy your work, man, and I enjoy the things you do. I remember when you came to town a couple months ago to, uh, to set up that, uh, that fundraiser for the fan, and, and uh, people out here in Cleveland appreciate that stuff, man. So anytime you want to talk, let me know. Yeah, no worries. I like to drink, but not, not all of it's alcohol-related, so uh, um, I try to hold, hold my own. <laughs> Anyway, John, thanks a lot for your time. Uh, I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, go Browns. You got it.